Welcome to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. On the podcast, we'll talk to experts on everything from Thomasville history and events to daily operations and city business, all while having some fun in the process. We're your hosts, Austin Reams and Christy Owens. Welcome to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. This is actually our second podcast for 2023. Um, It's the month of February, and I have Austin Reams joining me again uh, today for hosting duties. Glad to have you with me again today, Austin. Glad to be here. Excited about this lineup we got today. Yeah, we've got a great guest um, today with us. And since it's the month of February, we decided to um, use the opportunity for our podcast this month to talk about some of the partnerships that the city of Thomasville has with different organizations throughout Thomasville. And we're also celebrating Black History Month. So what better way to celebrate Black History Month than to have Daniel Pittman with us um, this morning. He is actually the executive director of the Jack Hadley Black History Museum here in Thomasville. So we're excited to get to talk to him and kind of find out a little bit more about um, what's going on at the museum. And so, Daniel, welcome and glad to have you with us. And I guess for people maybe that aren't familiar with Thomasville, can you tell us a little bit about the the Black History Museum and maybe the story behind how it got started here in Thomasville? Uh, absolutely. And uh, first off, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here and kind of talk a little bit more about uh, the museum and some of the things we have lined up for Black History Month. Uh, one of the questions we always get asked when people come to the museum and uh, if Mr. Uh, Jack Hadley isn't there is why is it called the Jack Hadley Black History Museum? Uh, the museum is really unique because we have an incredible collection founded by an incredible um, founder. Uh, Mr. Hadley was stationed in Germany in 1979 uh, when his son Jim came home complaining that his school wasn't celebrating Black History Week. Uh, at the time, it was still Black History Week before uh, transition to Black History Month. And so Mr. Hadley, when he tells this story, he always says, you know, when his son came up to him, if he said, you know, son, get outside and play, you know, we wouldn't be here, the museum wouldn't be here. But he decided to take the time to work with his son to celebrate his concern of, you know, wanting to do something for Black History Week. And so uh, taking Ebony and Jet magazines, Mr. Hadley and his son created exhibits on posters uh, that had different, you know, individuals. And Jim took these to school. His school loved him so much, they actually replaced all the trophies out of the trophy case with the exhibits that Mr. Hadley and his son created. And uh, as they say, the rest is history. Um, Shortly after that, uh, Mr. Hadley was so encouraged by how well the school responded to the exhibits that uh, him and his son created that he asked his commanding officer on base if he could put a full exhibit together. And uh, working with some of his friends on base, uh, throughout the month of February, they put together a uh, temporary exhibit and uh, really, really kicked off, you know, Mr. Hadley's love for putting together these uh, exhibitions for black history. Uh, After 28 years in the Air Force and traveled to all kinds of different places, came back to Thomasville, where uh, he was really getting a name out for, you know, being this collector of black history. At the church, the same church that he still uh, attends today, Providence Missionary Baptist Church, uh, one of his deacons, uh, Tommy Gabriel, came up to him and said, you know, Jack, you like black history, I like church history, so let's do something. So in the basement of his church, um, that's where Mr. Hadley had his first collection here in Thomasville. 
And so it wasn't until 2006 that Mr. Hadley finally had a permanent home for his collection, which is uh, where we are today at the Douglas High School campus. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, to kind of tell the history of the uh, current museum's location, Douglas High School was Thomasville's all-black segregated city high school. The school operated from 1902 to 1970. 1970 is when Thomasville fully integrated and the campus became a middle school and eventually uh, lived on as an elementary school. In the early 2000s, there was only about 200 elementary students coming to the entire complex, so the Board of Education was planning on either tearing it down or selling it to a third party. But the Douglas High School Alumni Association, who Mr. Hadley was part mm -hmm. of, uh, didn't want to see their old school torn down. So they came up with a petition and a business plan of what they would do with the space if they could purchase it from the board. Uh, it took a few months of convincing, but the Board of Education got back and said they would sell the entire complex to uh, the Douglas High School Alumni Association for uh, two checks, one check for all the buildings, and then one check for all the chairs, tables, everything left over, and they only wanted $10 for each check. Wow. So for $20, uh, the Alumni Association purchased the entire complex, and three years later, on December 3rd of 2006, that's when Mr. Hadley finally, finally had a permanent home for his collection. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, let's talk about this museum. I mean, again, um, you know, um, the Douglas High School complex is a... Uh, um, uh, living history, which is really neat in and of itself, but the museum has 4,000 um, African-American artifacts. Like, what are some of the collections uh, when somebody comes in that you, uh, you know, a visitor may expect to see? Uh, when a guest comes into the museum, they will find uh, probably one of the most unique museum experiences in the country, um, just wall-to-wall -wall covered with so much incredible rich history. Uh, you know, we really focus on local history, but how that plays into regional, state, and the national history. So you'll see a lot of Thomasville first, but then you also see some uh, uh, national individuals uh, and some national first African-American achievers in the museum. Uh, the whole collection is split between three gallery spaces. So our first gallery that focuses more on national topics. So uh, we have African history, slavery, uh, national uh, politicians, military history. Uh, one space that is really incredible in our first gallery is for um, two uh, Thomasville uh, individuals. Uh, the first was Lieutenant Henry Flipper, first black graduate of West Point. He was born a slave here in Thomasville. Uh, and then more recently, what's really incredible is his grandnephew, who graduated from Thomasville High School in 1971, is our current Secretary of Defense, Lloyd J. Austin. Uh, both of them right here from Thomasville, and just so incredible, that family co uh, connection. Uh, moving on to our second gallery, that focuses more on uh, uh, local history. So a lot on Douglas High School, like I mentioned earlier, which was Thomasville's all-black segregated city high school. Uh, also, we have a space for Magnolia High School, which That's was right. all-black. Uh, You'll be in trouble if you don't. Yes, right? yes, very <laughs> much in Magnolia. Uh, both of those schools, just like Thomasville Central now, both rival, but fun rivalries. Mm -hmm. So even to this day, I hear... Douglas and Magnolia mm -hmm. alumni giving each other a hard time. That's, mm -hmm. that's fun. Mm -hmm. what, what else is in, in the gallery for highlights here? Yeah, so uh, like I was saying in the second gallery, we just really focus on, you know, uh, really local individuals, so local politicians, medical history. Thomasville has a really rich base of incredible educators, and so uh, we have a space for educators. And then also a space that we really show to the students who come to the museum on what life was like living in a rural community. And so that's in our second gallery. Moving on to our third gallery, I usually call that kind of our cultural 
uh, exhibits because we have spaces on sports, a lot of rich sports athletes like Charlie Ward Jr. right here in Thomasville. And like you were mentioning, you know, kind of uh, between Douglas and Magnolia, uh, Charlie Ward Sr., he was a graduate of um, Douglas and then went on to coach at Magnolia. Magnolia. Yeah. So uh, um, that rivalry runs deep. <laughs> yes, absolutely. To this day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, lo- um, national uh, actors, actresses, musicians. Uh, we have three exhibits on women's history in that back third gallery. And then also, we, uh, we're dedicated to staying true and authentic to um, African-American history. So our Jim Crow space um, is in the third gallery as well. So I know you mentioned, um, I guess, from the beginning, talking about uh, Mr. Hadley's son that was talking about the lack, the lack of information, and he started collecting the Jet magazines. So how the other artifacts that are on display at the museum, how have those been acquired? Are most of those that Mr. Hadley acquired himself or have other organizations contacted the museum directly and said, hey, I have this, I would love to donate this to the museum? Is that a combination of both? Uh, it's a combination of both. Uh, we haven't had too many other organizations who have reached out with you know some of their collection. We do have uh, some photos from Pebble Hill Plantation from some of the archive, which is where Mr. Hadley grew up. Um, but uh, we, the initial collection, that was all Mr. Hadley collecting. And when he came back to Thomasville and people really started to see what he was doing, that's when you know local families would come together and uh, you know just donate different items to the museum. Uh, and of course, uh, I always like to tell this story because that's another question we always get um, asked in the museum. In our first gallery, we have a space for national politicians, and we have a letter from uh, the early 90s where Mr. Hadley actually wrote to Thurgood Marshall asking if there's any way he could send uh, any kind of signed photos, any memorabilia, and uh, he got a letter back saying, sorry, he doesn't do that, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, uh, we still have the signature because he did sign the rejection <laughs> letter, and so that's just one small piece. Um, uh-huh. The first piece that Mr. Hadley actually collected of black history was almost 10 years before he started this project with his son. Um, we have in uh, a space dedicated to uh, Martin Luther King Jr., uh, the Stars and Stripes newspaper that Mr. Hadley received on his desk when he was stationed overseas, letting him know that Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated. Uh, he realized just how historic that moment was, that that was the first piece that he ever collected. Wow. And uh, today is one of the stories that we always tell yeah. you know, uh, our guests to the museum. Um, but like I said, you know, we get people from all over who donate items to the museum. We had a couple who was uh, from Nashville, and they were really just blown away by our Jim Crow section. And uh, they would frequently go to different antique stores and things like that and uh, sent over some items that they found to the museum. Uh, so just really, you know, um, people come to the museum, and there's a lot of times they're not knowing what to expect. Right. And then they're just so blown away that they say, you know, I have something that would make, you know, a good spa- a good item to, to have housed mm-hmm. in the museum. And then also families where they have a family member who was, you know, the first in the, uh, had a uh, first in their community to, you know, work, work in local government, police, all kinds of different things who say, I have the story, I have the proof, I have the photos. And so we really try to document because, um, you know, I always think back on, you know, if Mr. Hadley t- did tell his son to go outside and play with his friends right. instead of, you know, working with him on creating uh, those exhibits. Um, there would be so much lost history exactly. that if the museum wasn't there, you know, uh, I don't think many people would know the story of Willie Cook and Augusta Flowers, uh, the two first black police officers in Thomasville, mm-hmm. or, you know, just so many of the uh, incredible uh, local achievers that we have right, right. here in Thomasville. You've, you've got the museum. Um, also, another, of course, huge part of, of African-American history, and one I'm fascinated with is the Imperial Hotel. Mm-hmm. So uh, Green Book Hotel, 
um, you know, um, it's something you guys are, are, are working on and really the whole community is working on. It's something I'm excited about and uh, can't wait to see what happens in the future. But tell us about um, the site and the museum's role in preserving this, this site. Uh, so, uh, like you said, the Imperial Hotel was Thomasville's only Green Book uh, location. And those who aren't familiar with the Green Book, it was uh, created by a man named Victor Green. Uh, it was published from 36 to 67 and uh, just documented different hotels that it was safe for African Americans to stay while they were traveling around the country during the time of segregation. Um, uh, the Imperial Hotel uh, operated from 1949 to 1969, and uh, was really an incredible structure. Um, we have oral histories of you know different musicians who actually played at the Imperial. Uh, we don't have you know hard uh, hard evidence, you know, um, but uh, we do have those oral histories where people say you know. BB um, King may have stayed at the Imperial, but again, you know that's. We're, we're, you're all, I bet you're looking for the yes, yes. Like, uh, and if anybody to like yep. garage sales and look for people that you know that, that's another. Anyway, just as an aside, it is cool. Yeah. Like it's kind of working with you guys. It's it's exciting because like you never know when you're going to uncover one of those things of oh here's a poster where BB King did come to mm-hmm. Thomasville, or here's a poster of. Because uh, there were some great musicians on mm-hmm. that circuit that cycled through Thomasville, but we need to we need to find that that memorabilia. Don't yeah, we? absolutely. So if there's anybody listening who has some photos, have some history or some newspaper clippings about the Imperial, definitely reach out to the museum and uh, not even just uh, national people, even local people. This the significance that it played right here in Thomasville. Um, I was giving a tour probably about a year and a half ago to um, an older lady and uh, her granddaughter. And, you know, uh, they said they were from out of the, you know, state and they were just visiting. And as I was telling the story of the Imperial Hotel, that's when she told me she's actually originally from Thomasville and she had her honeymoon at the Imperial. Oh, wow. And so just stories like that, yeah. you know, that if the museum wasn't able to take over ownership back in 2018, that if that structure was, you know, uh, demolished, you know, just so m- there's so much local history that um, really ties all together mm-hmm. for the Imperial Hotel. And then also the structure that's next door. Um, So we uh, own both the Imperial Hotel and what we call the Shotgun House uh, right next door to the Imperial. And what we're really hoping to do with both of those structures is to tell a story of, you know, uh, African-Americans when they're traveling and we have the Imperial and then African-Americans living in Thomasville. And we have one of those original green book, uh, original uh, shotgun style architecture uh, right next door. Um, And so kind of telling you our plans for the future, When we initially purchased the Imperial Hotel, the idea was to um, have it serve as a secondary site for the museum. Uh, What I haven't said yet is, you know, we have about 4,000 items on the wall, but probably close to 5,000 or 6,000 items in our storage space. So we have a lot more that nobody has ever seen, and also a book collection of over 4,000 books. So the Imperial Hotel was going to serve as a secondary location where people coming into Thomasville from West Jackson Street would be interested by what's at the Imperial and want to come visit the main location. Um, however, uh, COVID happened and, uh, you know, things kind of slowed down for a little bit. That's when we were able to team up with uh, Thomasville Landmarks and uh, Miss Nancy Tinker, the executive director over there, who got us in contact with an incredible consultant from the Virginia, D.C. area, works with, you know, nationally known organizations. And just, you know, we invited him to come down, tell him the story of the Imperial, tell him the story of the museum. And he just fell in love with our project. 
So uh, working with him for the past year, and uh, we're working with him for the next few years now, uh, about a year and a half, um, we are planning what we're calling the Jack Hadley Yards, uh, which will be a brand new museum structure about twice the size of our current location. We're housed in a 5,000 square foot building. Uh, we're looking to build hopefully a 10,000 square foot facility um, and uh, have that right next to the Imperial and Shotgun House. So visitors, when they're coming to Thomasville, they can get an entire campus that's really there to serve as a place to celebrate and preserve African-American history and tying in those two structures. Um, with that being said, we no longer need the rotating museum exhibit uh, as uh, the Imperial Hotel. So uh, the Imperial, what we're planning to do is on the top floor having four Airbnbs that families can come in and have an authentic experience. We want it you know, to be as authentic as possible, but of course with modern uh, touches and accommodations. And then the shotgun house, uh, we're looking for that to be also a larger Airbnb space for families to rent out and also handicap accessible uh, since the original Imperial didn't have an elevator. So some really great plans and uh, we're really excited to really get started on this project. What is your timeline as far as starting that project and hopefully finishing a portion of it or, or completing the entire project? We are hoping by uh, within the next five years that uh, the project will either be significantly close to completing or uh, completed. We are really moving forward with this. Um, we're in the process now of, you know, capital management and uh, um, just, uh, you know, we have we have a lot of exciting things behind, you know, kind of closed doors right now. But uh, we we're looking to hopefully, you know, make some announcements in the relative future and uh, just stay tuned because, you know, this is going to be something that Thomasville is just such an incredible community that this is just going to be, you know, a jewel of Thomasville right. where people from all over the country and all over the world will just really be able to appreciate what we have right here in Thomasville. Yeah. I knew, I guess, it's been a couple of months now, um, the city of Thomasville actually helped the museum and, and um, helped to relight that Imperial Hotel sign for during a fundraising event, mm -hmm. um, you know, that you held. And I know that was that was sort of exciting to see that sign come to life again. Um, and I think it stayed relit for the entire weekend of that event. Or Yeah, yeah. So we had our um, annual gala, uh, annual fundraising gala. And um, kind of as a prelude to that event, we wanted to do something to kind of, you know, let the public know, that, you know, we're moving past COVID. You know, we're getting really back into trying to move forward with the project. And so on the 73rd anniversary of the original opening date of the Imperial Hotel, uh, thanks to the city of Thomasville, and I also have to shout out uh, Mr. Andrew Goodwin and uh, um, Leadership 39 for all their help, um, we were able to get the original neon sign back on the Imperial Hotel and relight it, like I said, on the 73rd anniversary mm -hmm. of the original opening date. Uh, we really wanted that to kind of signal you know, we called our gala um, Reignite History right. and just showing, you know, we're getting ready to really shine a light on this history, really uh, shine a light on our project and showing, you know, we're, 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 we're moving forward. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was exciting to see. It was. And, uh, you know, just uh, we're looking forward to exciting news about the Imperial Hotel and obviously um, um, give us uh, just how to contact you guys, give us some information. We're just, we're just uh, finishing up the interview. So, um, if anybody wants to donate or anybody wants to find out about the museum, what's a good way to reach you guys and um, uh, and uh, things like that? Yeah, so uh, the museum is located on uh, 214 Alexander Street, uh, Thomasville, Georgia, uh, 31792. Um, but we are we do have social media. So our social media for both Instagram and Facebook is Hadley Black History Museum. Uh, you can also find us on our website at uh, www.jackhadleyblackhistorymuseum.com. 
And uh, always, uh, we're open for phone calls, so you can always give us a call at 229-226-5029. And like I said, we, we, we really are here to serve the community. So, um, you know, if anybody comes in, has questions, or just wants to tour the museum, you know, just stop by. You know, we have a great staff and uh, great people all around our organization that uh, we'd be more than happy to show you around the museum. And uh, um, also, donations are always appreciated. So uh, um, whether you know, that's going towards operating funds or the Imperial Hotel Project, um, we always are happy to accept those. Well, we appreciate you, Daniel, being here with us today and just sort of giving us a little update on not only the um, Imperial Hotel, but all the other um, things at the museum and the great exhibits that you have. And, and if you're out in the community and you've never had the opportunity to stop by the museum, it, it's a wonderful way to spend the afternoon and just take a look at all of the, the wonderful artifacts that are there on display. And, and as the city continues to celebrate um, Black History Month this month, we want to make sure you're aware of a trivia contest that we have um, taking place on our social media, actually our Facebook page. So if you search for the City of Thomasville Facebook page, um, we're doing a contest each week in February, and you have a chance to win a great um, basket filled with goodies from different um, businesses in Thomasville. And we just encourage you to take part in that. And we also want to let you know um, another city event that's coming up. We're having our downtown sidewalk sale on February the 18th. And that's just always a, a fun way to come out and support downtown Thomasville and, and visit with our shops and maybe have a bite to eat at one of our restaurants um, and, and spend your February doing some of those fun activities. Thanks again, Daniel, for coming. We appreciate all the, the knowledge and um, all the things you bring to this community. Um, also, thanks to our audience. Please uh, like and subscribe and listen and share with your friends on this podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to Thomasville Insights with the City of Thomasville. The show is produced by Christy Owens. The editor and sound technician is Austin Reams. The show's music is by Pond5.com and Envato Elements. To learn more about the City of Thomasville, visit thomasville.org or follow us on Facebook. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening app so you won't miss an episode. Thank you for listening.